You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. We're in our fourth week, and this is the last week that we'll be looking at Adam Hamilton's book, Enough, Discovering Joy Through Simplicity and Generosity. And in our four weeks together, we've learned these few things. That stuff we can collect can become a nightmare. That we are connected, on, we're concerned and connected in wanting to learn how to smart smartly, financially plan to make sure that we have enough so we can give enough. And then we heard last week uh, how hard it is to cultivate contentment. When we look at the grass and and it appears to be green on the other side and be open to the opportunity and the realization that sometimes it could be worse. And this week we're going to be looking and wrestling with how we are defined by our generosity. Before we dive into that, let us pray together. Gracious God, may the reading of Scripture penetrate our hearts in such a way that we live faithfully to serve and honor you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And all of us gathered here said, Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 32 through 35. Listen to these words. The community of believers was one in heart and mind. None of them would say, this is mine, about any of their possessions, but held everything in common. The apostles continued to bear powerful witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and an abundance of grace was at work among them all. There were no needy persons among them. Those who owned properties or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds from the cells and place them in the care under the authority of the apostles. Then it was distributed to anyone who was in need. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Interesting and powerful scripture reading that we have here today when we're in the middle of talking about stewardship, that uh, part of the being an apostle and being part of that group was that you had to sell everything, give up everything, give it to the, give it to the apostles, and, and then join them. And then if you had any needs met that needed to be met, they were met by the collection of everything else. And they lived in community together, and they shared together. They shared everything together. We don't live that way. And sometimes we can be consumed by the other side. We can be so consumed in, in, in collecting of things and of possessions and of people and everything else that we forget that it's really about right relationship with God and loving our neighbor as ourself. See, in the scripture reading today, it, it's a bit challenging to think that they live together in, in community, all of them. And I would encourage you to read what happens if you don't live in community the next chapter. It's an interesting read when you read through it. I didn't want to read it to any of you because I didn't want you to be stressed or to be concerned because when 
Well, just read the rest of the story. Chapter 5. But I want to come across with this story that I came across, and um, it's about this book called The Power of the Half. It, it was composed by uh, Kevin Sw- Salwin and his teenage daughter in 2010. The book describes how the family decided to sell their home so they could donate half the proceeds to charity. It was discussed in the initial decision-making that the process of selling the home, making, the, the, making a donation, and downgrading to a smaller home, and what they learned in the process. It's a good little book. It was so good of a book that it inspired Melinda Gates, wife of founder Bill Gates, Microsoft founder Bill Gates. She was so inspired by this book that she challenged Bill and a few others to promise to give what they call the Gates Buffett Giving Pledge, in which they promised to donate to charity at least half of their wealth After launching the Giving Pledge, the Gates invited the family to Seattle for a photo opportunity and conversations about the power of half. Hamilton points out in our reading today, or in our reading this week, that there are two voices that are at war against our God-given impulses towards generosity. The first verse, the first voice that's going against us is, if you give, there may not be enough left over for you. There was a story in the reading this week that there was a man who gave millions to establish a university in Texas. Several years later, he lost nearly everything. Someone asked if he regretted giving all that he had to the university, and his response was, regret it? Look, that school is, only the lasting, is the only lasting thing I've done with my money. Had I not given it for the school, I would have lost that money too. And there would have been nothing to show for it. When this voice completes with our head, it, it makes us hold back because when we're afraid, we, we hoard and, and we try to protect ourselves because that's a natural inclination of our bodies that we want to not be afraid of, that we want to make sure that we have enough because we don't know where the next meal is coming. Or, and the next thing we know is that the more that we gather, the, the, we start to hoard, and then the next thing we know, we have rooms upon rooms, and, and we all heard what happened when we continue to gather and grow things to become lost. And this voice can be crippling. It can cause us not to be generous in ways that we're called to be generous. See, I believe God calls us to give our whole selves to Him. Our whole selves. And far too often we sell ourselves short. We feel like we don't have enough. We don't feel like we have what it takes. We, we don't feel like we have the gifts and graces to serve because we think it takes like this nice, polished, really pretty thing to be serving. But have you ever read the Bible? God doesn't take those normal people. God doesn't take the people that, that were the top of their class at Yale. He, he takes the people that were at their bottom of their class at, at some small university. And he calls them and equips them along the journey of faith. Did they struggle? Yes, they did. But throughout Scripture, time and time again, God took what these people had, and, and they were willing to submit themselves and give generously in, in their lives. And it changed the world for the kingdom of God to be made known and real. So I want to encourage you that when you have that impulse to, to feel like you may not have enough left over, 
dive deeper. Be okay. Be, be resting in assurance that God will provide for you. Because I believe God will. The second voice that Hamilton lifts up to us that um, says it keeps us from our God-given impulse towards generosity was that if you give, you won't have enough money to buy the stuff you need to make you happy. Studies have shown that accumulating stuff doesn't make you happy. Time and time again, we accumulate stuff because something happened. I mean, I would encourage you, watch the show Hoarders. You'll notice that it was something that happened, that it triggered them, that they had to keep all this stuff and, and hold on to something that has been long gone or maybe something that um, was trying to make them happy and they kept trying to collect these things because they thought it would make them happy and then the next thing they know, their house is overrun with stuff. And they're more depressed than they were when the event occurred. But sharing all of who we are, all of who we are is important to the world because God created you to be that person. God created you to be that person to, to, that you have enough, you have exactly what it takes. And you know, studies have shown that you will find happiness when you give with a whole heart and unconditionally. Randy Frey's in his book, The Connecting Church Beyond Small Groups to the Authentic Community, he notes these three distinct values which must be rediscovered in our churches today. The first is common purpose. Replacing the individual self with the community self. We're all in this together. If we're going to make that next step, if we're, going to, if we're going to grow, if we're going to be better than we were, we've got to do it together. And when one person suffers, we all suffer. We're parts of the body and parts of each other, as Paul would say. And by coming to church, we're no longer our individual selves, but we're the church. And we're in this together. The other thing is, is that we need to find a common place and, and we need to help people find that replacing isolation with a renewed focus on community within our neighborhoods and gathering together in small groups is one of the greatest gifts we can give one another. Coming to Sunday school is, is really the biggest part of faith. That's how we grow our faith. That's where we like, get to know one another because let's be honest, how often do we allow you to say, all right, everybody turn and talk to your neighbor? Because if we did, we'd never get out of here because it'd be a three-hour service because you all like to talk. And when we have a common place to, to take care of one another, whether that's being part of the choir or bell choir or coming to a Sunday school or maybe our Thursday small group or our men's Bible study or our women's Bible study or, I mean, whatever. I mean, we've got studies. And if we don't, if we don't have what we're looking for, what you're looking for, help us create it. Because the one asset that we have, as I share with the community when I meet with them to talk about doing new things, is I may not have a lot of people, but I have space. And that's a common place where we can come together and grow in our faith together. The other thing is common possessions. Replacing consumerism with vol voluntary resource interdependence. And what Frey, 
what, what he means by this is really realizing that, hey, I have something that I can share with the world. And it's not, I'm not just going to hold on to it and consume it for myself. And you know what's the biggest commodity that we all have? It's time. And when we have that time and we're willing to share it with the world, it changes us. And we're willing to replace ourselves and what we think we need with, with thinking about what others need and listening and, and willing to be an, an unanxious presence. It's amazing to see how people are just excited that you're there. And I believe that it's in this common possessions, common place, and common purpose that that's where you find the church. If we can do these things right and well to the point where people want to be a part of that, these people in this world, you are looking for this. It just calls us to be generous with our time, our talent, and everything, our whole selves. See, Jesus asked for our whole selves. Our whole selves. And while it's easy to say, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, I got nothing left to give, you do. We just have to be open to the, where the Spirit is leading us. And sometimes that may be in the midst of some conflict, and we have to push through the conflict knowing that in the end, God is going to take care of us and take care of everything. And that in the end, that God really wants us to be as one. If we can do these three things, could you imagine what we would be as a church? People would feel really loved and accepted. I want to bring the, as we bring the series to a close, I want to leave you with this Adam Hamilton quote. He says, As we choose to live for others and to give generously of what God has given us, we will both bless others and experience the abundant blessings that come from the living God. And what I believe that Adam is saying here is that when we give our whole selves, when we're willing not to worry about our will being done, but when we really let go and allow God's work to be done, it transforms us. It changes us. It shapes us into the people that God created us to be in the very beginning when God began to create. Because all God wants from us is our whole selves. And that's a tough challenge in today's world that demands everything else. But if we let go and are willing to give it to God, could you imagine what we would do? And, and here's the fun thing. Here's the thing that I think sometimes we forget. Mustard seed moments. God doesn't have to come to us in the big cloud in this big booming voice and say you will serve me and do all that I ask you to do you know, I've been a Christian for almost 20 years and I've never had one of those experiences but I can tell you in 20 years you know what has changed me and shaped me and motivated me to live and serve for Jesus mustard seed moments little bits of the kingdom given to me and then I share it with someone else 
little bits of love given to me by God, given to someone else without any kind of rules or regulations. Mustard seed moments change the world. And if we're going to change the world for the kingdom of God, the big ones will happen. But it's going to take a lot of little ones to make that a reality. And so those community of believers that gathered in the first century that were profoundly shaken by Jesus himself, they started small. They started with each other. And look where we are today. And it's all because they offered themselves, their whole selves, that the kingdom of God was made real. And then we can really discover joy through really simplifying our life, slowing down, opening ourselves up to God, and being generous with all that God has given you, because God has given you everything. Everything that you have, God has given you. Good and bad, happy and sad. And it's how we respond to that is what matters. If we give ourselves to God, those sad moments aren't as sad because God provides us a stretcher bearer. Those difficult moments aren't as difficult because you know you're not alone. And those fun moments when we can celebrate and have pizza and have a good time, we give thanks to God who gives us everything. And so I want to close with this prayer that we're going to pray together. And this is a prayer that you're going to be given if you turn in a a stewardship card. Remember, I've sent those out. um, And if you didn't get one, let me know. We'll make sure that we get you one. Um, But we sent these out. We sent the stewardship cards out this week. I want to encourage you to to prayerfully. You know, my first response to you all with these cards is you first pray about where God is leading you. And think about how you can dive deeper and be willing to do more because that's how transformation really happens. And if you didn't get one and and you want one, please let me know so I can get you one. But if you return one, we'll give you this nice little static cling that can go on your window or wall or something that has this prayer that we're going to pray together. Let's pray this prayer together. Loving God, help me slow down, choose carefully, trust in you. Simplify my life so that I might see clearly, listen carefully, think deeply, enjoy life fully, and serve God effectively. Amen. I want to invite you that if you want to join our church family, we would be glad to have you uh, join our church family and, and do that during the, the, this next hymn. Or if you want to spend time in prayer, you're more than welcome uh, to do that here at the rails. But that invitation is open to everyone and to you. So let's stand and sing hymn number 354, I Surrender All. Jesus, I surrender all to Him I freely give. I will ever hold and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all.
I've never had one of those big, booming God moments. Um, during Blessed Assurance, I was standing over here, and I was in the middle of praise, and all of a sudden, this voice came to me over here, and it sounded like George. And he wanted me to remind you, <laughs> and, and I, pay, like, I jumped back a little bit, because I mean, I was, I was in the middle of worshiping, and it just, woo! Like, I mean, I, woo! But he did that to remind me, <laughs> and I want to invite you. George is leading a class on spiritual gifts starting this Wednesday at 5.30, and he would love to have a classroom packed of people to learn how to grow your spiritual self. And so if that's something you want to be a part of, talk to George. He'll, he'll kind of fill you in on what's going on and, and get you oriented on, on that. But we would love to have you that. If you can't make that, Pastor Shanna's uh, women's Bible study is going to start this evening at 5.30. And you're going to meet in where? In the parlor. Um, and then um, I also lead a men's group uh, on, if you want to be brave and bold, we, uh, have a men's group that meets at 6.30 at McDonald's. We'd be glad to have you. Um, on Wednesday. It's, it's a great opportunity of fellowship, and um, we have a good time uh, doing that. And then a couple of things I need to share with you that are in our Connect, Serve, and Grow with us guide. Um, this is, uh, there's so much information. It's hard to share everything with you each Sunday, but this is an important thing and a tool for you to know, um, is that um, on Tuesday at 1130 will be the UMW's general meeting. Um, they would love to have as many people as possible at that meeting. Um, the next thing that you all need to be aware of is that today we'll have our administrative council meeting and we'll meet in the parlor uh, shortly following worship. And then next uh, Sunday, um, I know you all have the gift of making cookies. And so I need some cookies. We're, we've been asked to provide a light snack for charge conference. And so uh, we're going to provide the space and um, just bring us some cookies. And however many we get, if we have any left over, I'm sure the Wesley Foundation could use them because college students like to eat. Um, and so, you know, we can share that gift onward and upward. And so um, if you would love to do that for us, we just need those here by, you know, you can bring them next Sunday with you. Um, and if, you, if you're not going to be here next Sunday and you'd like to just give those to us, the office will be open and would love for you to come and do that. With that in mind, since we'll have Ad Council this week, we'll have Charge Conference next week. Um, you know, there's information about that here in the Connect, Serve, and Grow guide. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, the Women's Chuck Wagon Lunch is coming up um, on October the 8th. If, it'd be a great opportunity for you uh, to bring a friend over to the activity building and, and just say, hey, I'll take you to lunch. Um, it'd be a good opportunity to, to help support a good thing um, and with all the work that they're doing. And there's so much information here that we could spend the rest of the time sharing, but I know you all want to eat. And so will you join me in this benediction? May God, the Creator, fill you with a, an abundance of grace and life. May Jesus Christ, the Son, lead you on a path of generosity and kindness. And may the Holy Spirit fill you with joy in all that you do. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. And we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.